Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this season, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every single goddamn page in a trio of adventure modules for TSR's Marvel Super Heroes RPG, starting with Adventure MT1, All This and World War II. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. All This and World War II was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing page 19 of All This and World War II. This page holds the end of chapter 1 and the beginning of chapter 2 of this adventure. We'll talk about chapter 2 more tomorrow. Today we have got to pick up with the dramatic cliffhanger ending of yesterday's episode. Nick Fury hired, I don't know, some kind of ninja, a ghost, somebody who is able to effortlessly penetrate the security systems of a super team, let's say Ford's Furies, and leave them an anonymous package within which was a two-way television. The two-way television clicked on, Nick Fury appeared, and told the team, hey, I want you to do something for me, it's very dangerous. And the super team was like, well, what is it? And Nick Fury was like, sorry, I can't tell you. You have to agree to do whatever I tell you, no matter how dangerous, before I tell you what it is. Today we begin with the super team assenting blindly to whatever Fury wants, which is the only way for the adventure to proceed. Once the heroes agree to do it, Nick Fury will give them some better answers to their questions. These answers start on the previous page and they run on to this one. Uh, first of all, if they ask when and where Fury wants them to help test this Cavalier infantry support system, he'll tell them that they're going to report to a secret Western research lab just outside of Albuquerque, New Mexico. And he'll meet them there at the airport to give them further instructions, take them to the secret base. Okay, great. We know where we're going. Follow-up question. What the fuck are you talking about? What is a Cavalier infantry support system? What are we doing? All Fury can say about that is, quote, Cavalier is a fully automated, self-propelled, close support system. I can't tell you anymore until you reach New Mexico. Okay, so fully automated, like a robot, self-propelled, close support system. So it's a robot, and it is a quote-unquote close support system. Is this a device that's going to kill us? The answer to that, of course, is classified. We can't tell you until we kill you. That's the way we operate here in the government. If you ask Fury how long the test is going to be, he says it's just a couple of days. And when you ask, why us? He will answer, quote, Cavalier was specially designed to function against opponents with powers similar to those of you and your teammates. There is no better way to test the system than to put it up against the real thing. I can assure you, however, that the testing is not dangerous. Oh, okay. I'm not going to get hurt. I'm not going to get injured. You're just designing some manner of top-secret robot designed to operate against me and people like me. Okay, how can I help? And indeed, that is what the adventurer expects you to do. There's a section in each of these chapters for the aftermath. And the aftermath in this section deals with the question of what to do if the super team says, we're not interested. Quote, if the heroes don't agree to participate in the test immediately, you should think back to the guidelines for designing your own hero groups that were presented earlier. In other words, if the player characters don't want to do what I envision, you're playing the game wrong. Quote, here is where the team's motivations becomes important. If the heroes are mercenaries, Fury will offer them money. So like the Misfits, the team that we created, the femme superheroes who want and need to be paid if they're going to devote their lives to death-defying heroism. Fury will offer a team like that money. Quote, if the team is official, like Ford's Furies, Fury will have already received the necessary clearance from his superiors to order the team members to cooperate. Okay, fair enough. Ford's Furies work for the government. So if they don't respond well to this spiel or to the use of home invasion as a first resort to deliver mail, then Fury will just say, well, I was asking nicely, but actually, I'm your boss's boss, and I say you're coming to New Mexico. However, finally, and this is the dumbest thing on this page, quote, and if the team is philanthropic, 
Fury will stress the cavalier system's importance to the national defense. In any case, he should be able to make them an offer they can't refuse. This is the dumbest thing on this page because it has to work. I mean, obviously, it has to work for the adventure to proceed. Uh, Each chapter lists some karma rewards. Karma is this system's combination of sort of experience points and hero points. You can spend karma for advantage on a roll or to power certain stunts, get yourself out of a scrape, and then if you save it up, if you bank it, then you can use it to advance your character. So it's the primary reward in the system. This scene rewards five karma for asking follow-up questions when Nick Fury asks you to help, but ten karma, twice as much, for agreeing to participate. So you you get five points for engaging the fiction, and then 10 points for accepting the preordained outcome of the scene. Very clear priorities uh, on display there in the karma rewards. There's no provision for the superhero team not accepting this mission. And that's pretty solid when it comes to like money and official orders that the team must go. The philanthropy is where this seems very weak to me. Our philanthropic team for these examples is the Secret Zoomers, which is a clandestine organization of underage super individuals trying to change the world for the better while keeping a very low profile to avoid the government and other supervillain organizations from getting all in their shit, trying to co-opt them. First of all, as the creator of the Secret Zoomers and their whole concept, I do not appreciate this adventure telling me on the previous page that however secret they think they are, Nick Fury already knows all about them, so goodbye to that premise. But secondly, This whole adventure is contingent upon the Secret Zoomers accepting this mission from Fury, and because they don't work for him or the government at all, and they don't take money for their superheroing, they're just motivated by doing good in the world, the pitch he gives them is, well, there's a secret robot, you see. I can't tell you much about it, but suffice it to say, it's a fully autonomous robot, specifically created to crush people like you, you and your friends. Now, Uncle Sam can't get this thing working without putting it through its paces by having it cream a few superpowered kids. So let's say you come down to New Mexico, take a couple of days off school and work, and just let this robot pummel you. It may hurt, it may be an inconvenience, but in the end, wouldn't it be worth it for the American government to have an invincible robot? I mean, he doesn't say we want an invincible robot. He says this is important to the national defense. The national defense against who? There are no superpowered armies attacking the United States, not even in the Marvel Universe. I mean, it's 1989. I think the closest it's ever come to that is maybe a couple of alien attacks and a couple of times the Atlanteans rose up against us and we just cracked all their little helmets and they ran gasping back to the sea. It's not like we've got supervillains attacking the government all the time. And when they do, pretty much every time the first line of defense is superheroes. Superheroes whose liberty would be greatly imperiled by me helping you build an anti-superhero robot. I mean, call me cynical, but I'm from Portland. If the federal government ever managed to trap the Hulk, they wouldn't use him to fight terrorism or make war obsolete. They would drop him into the middle of racial justice protests and then claim that Antifa did it. I know this and I'm a mere millennial. The secret Zoomers are going to want no part of helping the American government beat them more efficiently. So this is the dumbest thing on this page. And, And granted, society has changed. Maybe there was a time, like in the 50s, early 60s, where you could reliably say any superhero team that anyone would conceive of can pretty much be counted upon to say, well, it's good for the American government and military, therefore it's good for the world. But this module came out in 1989. The idea that a team motivated purely by doing what's right will help Nick Fury train an anti-superhero robot with no questions asked is ridiculous. But of course, in the interest of continuing the module, let's assume that Nick Fury is a real bastard and tells the secret Zoomers that he's going to tell all their parents who they are unless they come and fight this fucking robot. 
And thus, the adventure continues. It's off to New Mexico, next time on MDC. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact the show however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Podbean, Gmail, Instagram, etc., etc. This episode's theme music is Robinson's Grand Entry March, performed by the United States Air Force Concert Band. Thanks for listening.